Today on Locked on Buckeyes, we dive into why Ohio State should make light work of Michigan State tomorrow and expectations for the Buckeyes offense tomorrow night against the Spartans. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank God it's Friday, Buckeye fans. Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Friday, November 10th in the year 2023. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. During today's episode, I will go over, will go over, expectations for the Buckeyes offense tomorrow night against Michigan State and do you love the great jerseys Ohio State's going to wear tomorrow? But first, tomorrow night in the shoe. It's another opportunity for Ohio State, Kyle McCord, Ryan Day, Tommy Eichenberg, and the other Buckeye players to make a major statement. No, Michigan State's not one of the better teams in the country. No, they're not even one of the better teams in the Big 10 East. However, it is another opportunity for Ohio State to play a lesser opponent who definitely has some talented players on that squad to make a major statement. We have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and keep waiting for the Buckeyes to put a complete game together against a Big Ten opponent. Now, You think about early in the season, in my head, as I made that statement, I thought back to the 63-10 win over Western Kentucky. In that game, what did we discuss? Yes, leading up to it, we highlighted Western Kentucky's offense, why it is a good offense, the things they tried to do, and how Ohio State could combat that. First quarter has been like a lot of the first quarters and first halves of games for Ohio State this season. Buckeyes try to feel things out try to figure out what the Hilltoppers are going to do. The next thing you know, midway through the second quarter, bam, it's over. There's nothing else Western Kentucky could do, realistically could do, to win that contest. Think back to the Notre Dame game, to the Penn State game, to the Wisconsin game. Purdue was a whole lot better. And I give Purdue a whole lot. I mean, the Buckeyes a lot more credit than some do for their performance against Purdue because it wasn't pretty. Neither were the conditions of the game. And Ohio State still found a way to take control of that game early and end that game with the victory. Tomorrow night against Michigan State, you're on you're it's it's prime time, 7:30 Eastern. You're on NBC. You have the network, you have the platform, you are the Buckeyes. Everything is right here for you to make a major statement. Now it's not a major statement like the Buckeyes if they Buckeyes would have beaten Penn State 50 to 7, or if they would have beaten Notre Dame. 49 to 6. It's not that kind of statement because those are two different uh, quality opponents than Michigan State. However, Ohio State tomorrow, if they start to put it all together offensively, 
defensively and even on the special teams many people this week have been calling and saying Parker Fleming's a problem he is an issue the issues on the special teams they're his fault people have been saying that well tomorrow is a time for even that special teams unit to put it all together and ultimately you know what I'm thinking about the Buckeyes putting it all together tomorrow night on a big stage. And let's just say they go in and beat Michigan State 66-7. to Almost had a different outcome, but I refrain from using three sixes in a row in a score prediction or even a figurative one. I think you understand why. That's not my score prediction for tomorrow, but let's just say the Buckeyes come out and they um, beat Michigan State 66-7 or 66-3. to Okay, this is something that we have been waiting for. And ultimately, it's like, oh, is this a sign of things to come? No, Michigan State's not a good team. They're not a good team. They have that they beat, I believe they beat Nebraska last week, had numerous turnovers, caused numerous turnovers, and made some really good plays in that game. Um, went back and watched some highlights and some clips from that, a about 30-minute video kind of recapping that game and showing some of the big plays that were made. Michigan State was on the receiving end or the end of a lot of the um, highlights being the positive team that was um, displayed there at that time. Hey, great. I love it. I love exactly um, what they did for that team. However, tomorrow, the offense, the defense, they can all make a statement. Let's just say tomorrow is the start of the Buckeyes hitting on all cylinders from the start of the game to the end. You do it against Michigan State. You build some confidence. Okay. You do it against Minnesota. You build some more confidence. Okay. And then going into the game against the Michigan Wolverines, there's going to be a lot of storylines, a lot of conversation about sign stealing. That's not going away. It's going to be sign stealing conversations and maybe some more allegations thrown at Ohio State. You shared the signs with this team and not just Purdue, but you did it with Indiana and you did it with Illinois. I don't know the, the schedule that Michigan had over the past couple of years, but Let's just say it was Illinois and Northwestern and um, Maryland, and you shared it even with Rutgers. There's going to be so many things coming out that week and leading up to it, it might annoy you. It's possible. I mean, Michigan writers, I don't know for sure. Um, there could be people that are on shows just like this one who might be spreading false narratives and might be doing it on purpose to derail and get in the heads of Buckeye players going into the game. I don't know. What I do know is this, this is a great time for Ohio State to hit on all cylinders and to start suffocating the opponent, suffocate the Spartans. Maybe that's a calling card. That might be um, something you hear more of leading into that game. Why? Because it can happen. You get up on Michigan State early, 21-0 in the first quarter, done. Your players are better. They're playing better, being coached better, done. You shouldn't allow a team with an interim head coach. This is not on the fault of the interim head coach right now, but you shouldn't allow a team with the interim head coach to come into your house and play around with you and to be able to slow you down and impose their will. You should not be able to allow, you should not allow that to happen. Not just because you're Ohio State, but because too, there are things going on internally with that program that might affect and impact the way the players are being coached uh, how well they're being coached, and how well they're developing during the season. Ultimately, this one, the game tomorrow, 
I have expectations for the Buckeyes offense. I don't know if the players, if the if the uh, coaches at Ohio State will change some of the rotations. I think the rotations are set in stone, which is just fine. The players on the field can get the job done. Offensively, some of those guys that are stepping up in bigger roles due to injuries, they need to play better. Ultimately, the coaches at times need to coach a little better. No matter what, everybody needs to bring their A game tomorrow night to the shoe. Why? Fans, you bring your A game. Be loud all game long. Players, coaches, bring the A game. Because this is a great time for Ohio State to make a major statement and to start hitting on all cylinders a couple weeks prior before the game in Ann Arbor. Coming up next, there's a lot of conversation about Kyle McCord and expectations for him going forward throughout the season. What should we expect for the Buckeyes offense tomorrow? We dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We talked about a way for us to communicate on a regular basis and for you to get Buckeye information right to your phone and the announcement was made earlier this week. If you missed it, the Locked on Buckeyes subtext is live. Join the Locked on Buc- Buckeyes subtext community. It's a way for us to communicate on a regular basis. You can have one-on-one conversations with me. You'll be able to get Buckeye news, availability reports sent right to your phone, exclusive Q&As, and other Buckeyes info, news, and notes on a daily basis. Not weekly. On a daily basis outside of the space of this podcast. There's a link to the subtext in the show notes of this show. There's a 14-day free trial, and then $4.99 a month if you would like to stay. Kyle McCord is a guy, really good quarterback. He doesn't deserve a lot of the criticism that he has received this this week and this year, but it's going to happen when he's a starting quarterback at The Ohio State University. Then you throw in how he has played, how the offense has looked, how the offense has had to handle injuries, how the offense is battered and bruised like the whole team is. This job hasn't been the easiest. Let's put it in context. And I'm going somewhere with this, so bear with me. You're the starting quarterback of any team. Game, I don't know exactly the number of game, the number game, um, game five. That I do know exactly for this one. Your starting running back goes down, misses three weeks. I believe it was game eight, leading into game number eight. Your backup running back is is ruled out up for the season. And then you have 
You're starting uh, tight end. Misses game number nine. Your second best receiver, who is also going to be a future first-round pick, misses games due to an ankle injury. And when he comes back to the field, he is not himself. Think about that to put it in context of Kyle McCord. And all of those not just context of Kyle McCord, but what the Buckeyes are dealing with tomorrow night against Michigan State. Now we have to wait until about two hours prior to the kickoff to find out who will be av- who is available, who will not be available for tomorrow. Uh, excuse me, yeah, tomorrow night's game. So I'm not going to sit up here and say Cade is going to be is not listed as questionable, going to be listed as available, and then not play. I'm not going to go that far. Ameka Abuka, I believe he will play, but how healthy is he? Is he 100? That is literally to be determined. Running backs, we have seen the emergence of a healthy. Um, Travion Henderson and also Travion Henderson running with an intent and purpose that you normally haven't seen from him over the past couple seasons. So with all that in mind, what should the Buckeyes be expected to do tomorrow against Michigan State? Impose your will. Almost said expose them, but no, I don't think that's um, the right thing to say. The Buckeyes can expose the issues of the Spartans, but also the only way to do that one of the only ways to do, to do that, the best way, impose your will. And let's just look at up front what the Buckeyes are dealing with with their starting offensive line. An issue that will not go away is the Buckeyes, I don't believe, have five future NFL players on their starting starting offensive line, which is, which is unlike Ohio State. Really, really odd and really, really rare. However, at least right now, they're not going to be future uh, future NFL players. However, what they can do, what they are, what they can be is a solid offensive line in college. And you know what? Even though there are issues and they're not the player, of course, nobody's perfect, but the players are not playing at a standard that numerous people believe they should be playing at. What can happen? They can get better. And if you want to impose your will as an offense, how do you do it? What's the easiest way? Control things up front. How do you think Henderson has been able to get 200 all-purpose yards over the last two weeks? Two weeks ago, 162 rushing yards against Wisconsin. Last week, 120-plus rushing yards. Uh, and then the rest, of was it 60 or 70 or 80? Don't know the exact number receiving yards a week ago. How has Kyle Corbett been able to get better and to complete the first 11 passes that he had a week ago and to complete 18 straight passes to set the Ohio State football record for the most consecutive completed passes? It all starts up front with the Hog Mollies, as some called them. When I was a youngster in the offensive line camp, they called us hogs, um, went to one fo- one line then Cam. Let's go back a little bit. Uh, old Ben Davis head coach uh, Dick Delegan, I believe I said his name correctly, uh, called the the lineman mules. And we got T-shirts on the back of the T-shirt. It said, "Ain't it great to be a mule?" I ain't never wanted to be called a mule in that camp or outside of that camp. Never have. I got the shirt when I was in school. Don't have it anymore. But hey, there are different names to call offensive linemen. Some people, uh, uh, uh um. Agree with them? Use them? Some people do not. But it all starts up front. Hensman, Matthew Jones, Josh Fryer, Donovan Jackson, Josh Simmons, whatever it is, it all starts up front. 
And if they open holes and if they block and they do their job at a better rate and more consistently than they did earlier in the season, there's a good chance Trevion Henderson could have 150-plus for the second time in three games. There's a good chance Kyle McCord can have 300-plus passing yards and zero sacks, and uh, even though he might have a few QB hurries, not get sa- not get knocked down, no QB hits. How does that happen? The guys up front, and I am putting an emphasis on them on purpose because it all starts up front. And a lot of the issues the Buckeyes offense has had, it's not all on Kyle McCord. It's not all on the injuries. Sometimes it's on things going well, things not going well for the guys who are blocking the Buckeyes on offense. That's it. That's where it starts. That's where it ends. But you know what? The Buckeyes offense can get better. The Buckeyes offense can improve. And I am looking forward to seeing the improvement. Tomorrow night against Michigan State. Next week against a Minnesota team that's a really good coach team. And then ultimately, in the game against that team in Ann Arbor. That's really it. Now, at the same time, I know I've said it. I'm trying to get off this train. There's a thing that should happen. It's not going to happen. Even talked about it with Brian Smith. Not sure if it was on the show or not, or if it was off air. But even though Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis might not play a lot, they have enough receivers on the team that even in a uh, elevated role due to injury. They could, Julian Fleming and David Johnson should be able to get the job done. I say should, they've had drops over the past few weeks. I've seen Fleming make big catches. I get a big catch against Notre Dame. I've seen David Johnson last year make a big catch against Notre Dame. It may have been the biggest play of his book I career. And I was really like, hey, who is this guy? Where'd he come from? Um, what is he? Uh, what's his background? All of those things. A lot of people didn't know who Xavier Johnson was. Now we know who he is. And ultimately, this is a great time for Xavier Johnson to be a phenomenal piece of of the pie for the Buckeyes offense. Buckeyes offense expectations? Suffocate the Spartans. Make light work of them. Make it easy. Make it a quick and easy game. Game gets started. Game is not over via the play clock. But quickly, everybody knows Michigan State has no business trying to compete and beat the Buckeyes on this day. Do you like the gray jerseys? I'll give you my thoughts about them next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have, and today, I want our chat to be a little more personal. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners at Jake's Medical, life-saving antibiotics, and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Revatio prescriptions. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKED on at checkout for a discount as well. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON 
for $20 off your purchase. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. Tomorrow night at the conclusion of Ohio State's game against Michigan State, come to the Locked on Buckeyes YouTube page and join the party as, hopefully it's a party, as we react to Ohio State's game against Michigan State. It'll be a live postcast right here like we do after every game on the YouTube.com slash Locked on Buckeyes or just search Locked on Buckeyes on your on the app on your phone or on your smart TV either. It's going to have a different background than normal. I will actually be on, on the road in Fort Wayne, Indiana, celebrating my aunt's 75th birthday and also her and her husband, my uh, my uncle will be um, uh, renewing their wedding vows as well. So my wife and I will be in Fort Wayne. We will ultimately watch the game, and we will be in a hotel, you and I, after the game for the postcast. So it's taken me a long time to get in on this gray jersey for Ohio State. At first, I was not a fan. And I am partial to some previous Buckeye jerseys, alternate jerseys that they have worn. We'll dive into that here in a second. But it's taken me a long time to hop on this train. Let me just get that out the way right now. The gray jerseys, I like them. Mainly because it's not a normal look for Ohio State. You got the gray bottoms, the red top. You got the gray bottoms, the white top. We see it all the time, every single season. There are even people out there that say, hey, the sleeve on the jersey needs to go back and have more of the uh, have more gray and more of the old school look than the um, red and white look or red and black look that we get right now. Hey, I actually on that train, um, we have had the Buckeyes, I say we like I'm a player, the Buckeyes have had the same jersey combination 15 plus years. I understand the tradition is rich. It's there. I also understand it's Nike, and we'll see what Oregon does. I don't want Ohio State to go into being Oregon territory where you're having different jerseys and uniforms every game for 300 straight games. I don't – 300 plus straight games. One, I don't want to do that. And two, I really think that's a realistic number. I don't think Oregon's worn – has had three – has had different jerseys for 300 straight games, at least that. Now I understand Phil Knight money is different. That's a great way to promote Nike. But, man, that's just odd. Now the ones they wore against Washington – Hey, I dig those. <laughs> there are some Oregon jerseys that I don't like. <laughs> the white with the green spots. I mean, it was black, black or green, one of the two. I definitely, definitely dig that. But these great jerseys, um, they've been circulating around social media again this week. Ohio State has put them out, and they've had JT to a Malowal, um, wear it in kind of more of a model form. Hey, I actually like them um, a lot, and I truly, truly, truly believe that this should be something that's in rotation. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of gray on bottom, gray on top, uh, the color rush style. I've never been a fan of the color rush style unless it's all black. Um, but even then, that's not the true color rush that Nike or Adidas or Under Armour or Jordan is trying to go for. So, no, I'm not a fan of the gray bottom, gray top. I, I am buying more into the gray jersey, the alternate jersey, Ohio, the alternate jersey. Ohio State's going to wear tomorrow night against Michigan State because it's different. Now, my favorite alternate jerseys Ohio State's ever worn, my favorite is always going to be the all-black. Black on bottom, black on top, 
Stroud wore them. Ezekiel Elliott wore them. I, I got one. <laughs> I got a Garrett Wilson all black in my in my closet. My wife recently got um, an all black alternate jersey um, in her closet, and uh, that's just always going to be the thing that I would say. Hey, for Ohio State, the black jerseys need to be black bottom, black top need to be in rotation in prime time at home. It would have been great if they wore them tonight. Or you or or if you talked to Notre Dame and you said, Hey, can we wear black jerseys? Now Notre Dame was already promoting their um green alternate jerseys in the offseason. So I don't think um Ohio State, even if they wanted to, would have been able to comply with uh the jersey rules for that to be a case. But you're not gonna wear all black. Generally, you won't wear, you will not wear all black on the road anyway, but that would have been the platform and the time to make that happen. To me, Black jersey should be worn. Let's just be honest now. If you do it against Michigan or against Penn State, great. Those are the type of platforms. However, those are also 12 noon kickoff games. We're not going to get into that conversation now, but those are, that's when those games are probably going to be played. Unless down the road you get a USC Oregon, USC Washington, USC Michigan that somehow trumps Ohio State, Penn State. To us, it does it. Maybe it does for the TV networks, but hey, that's a conversation for another day. But to me, the all blacks need to be in rotation. And even if you wear the black pants or the black top without black on black, that is a look with those uh, with the gray jerk with the gray pants that could work. Also, think back a little bit. This might be it's not ten years ago. Uh Ohio State at Penn State. It was a whiteout night, and Ohio State came out in all white. And I remember that day, and I said, oh, man, these bad boys are clean. And I'm only bringing up these jerseys in this conversation because even with the gray that Ohio State's wearing tomorrow, the all-black that they have worn over the past few years occasionally, the all-white that they wore on the road at Penn State, I'm bringing these up because you can keep the regular rotation of jerseys. You can bring in the all-whites, white bottoms, white tops, the black uh, tops, the black bottoms, the gray bottoms, gray tops, you could bring those in, alternate them, it easily make it a variation for the players. Say, oh, we got this combination. Man, I'm about to kill. Why? Because you don't always wear this. Also, for Nike, if Nike could come out here and sell a gray jersey or an all-white jersey or um, an all-black jersey all the time and put players' numbers on the back of the jerseys, and make money off of it? Look, we're in, people are in this stuff to make. Nike wants to make money. You want something cool in your wardrobe? It seems like an easy option, an opportunity. I just don't know. I'm sure Nike's for it. I don't know if Ohio State's for it. And I'll leave that there. Guys, fun show once again. Out of here on a Friday. Got a game tomorrow night. Join Lockdown Buckeye subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Buckeyes. There's a link to that right here in the show notes of this video. We can conversate, discuss Buckeye news, instant reactions, have one-on-one conversations, and exclusive Q&As on a weekly basis and even daily basis as well. You can follow me on X. You see the new graphic here on the YouTube at jstevens 7 You can send all of your emails to jstevens 317 at gmail.com. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Friday, Buckeye fans. We'll see you tomorrow night for another Locked on Buckeyes postcast.